Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Hope for Today broadcast. I'm your host, Doran Wengard, founder of Wengard Ministries, where we are delivering hope to every heart. Now, again, if you've been impacted by these messages and you'd like to partner with us, please text the word GIVE to 844-333-7227. Or you can go to wengardministries.org and click GIVE. And then come and be a part of the work that God is doing through Awakening Fire or Flights for Hope or Fire in the Hills. These are projects that we've started and we've joined with other ministries and really seeing the Word of God going out uh, in amazing ways. So I'd just like to invite you to join with us in that and also get the Word out and invite your friends to be a part of it as well. Now today I am talking about a fruit of the Spirit that is often misunderstood or really even overlooked because of people's perception about it. So today's message is called, Stay the Course. Now when I think of what God has been able to do in my life after I've come into alignment with Him, uh, it's amazing and I see the Word of God coming alive in my life and in the, the lives of the people around me. So I've talked before about understanding God's provision to us in the gifts of the Spirit and how that manifests in the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. Now, I also spoke a little while ago about the true power of love in performing miracles. And I feel the need to remind you that you are the only example of Jesus that people will ever see as you manifest him to others. You see, we are the body of Christ. And so if you are born again, you are the visual example of him to other people. And it can only happen through love. Without love, the power of God is, is diluted. It, it's, it's not effective. So just to review, in Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. So notice that it starts with love. So without love, the rest of them become powerless. But today, I want to talk about what it means to stay the course. In Hebrews 6, verses 11 and 12, it says, And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Notice it is through faith and patience. Now, I know that it may not be something that you've enjoyed learning about, but patience is a key ingredient to possessing our inheritance. God's promises are always true, even if we have yet to have received them fully. Do you understand that? The promises are true, but there is a combination of faith and patience in order to, to bring them to pass. In Hebrews 10 verses 35 and 36 it says, Therefore do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of patience, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Notice it keeps getting added into the mixture. It's not just in one way. It's not just with faith, but it is with faith and patience. The flesh doesn't really like the word patience very much. In fact, when the Lord spoke to me about this, I actually hesitated for quite a while before I finally committed to, I'm going to preach on this. <laughs> I thought, well, Maybe nobody's going to listen to it if I tell them I'm preaching on patience. I've heard it before. People say, well, don't pray for patience because, well, you might just get tested in it. 
I think that's that's not uh, the proper way to really understand how we get patients. We don't get patients by simply being tested to wait. We get patients by going to the Lord, immersing ourselves in the Word, allowing the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit to be combined in our heart, and He gives us His patience. See, our souls don't like to wait on anyone or anything for very long, especially in these days. We're so used to getting a response to things almost immediately. In fact, I looked at my phone this, this morning and I, I tapped an icon and it sat there doing nothing for just a few, it probably was just a few seconds. And I, I said, come on. <laughs> and my wife kind of laughed at me. I said, well, today I'm preaching on patience. And she said, well, okay, I can see that. <laughs> but have you ever been on a phone call with someone and they say, hey, hold on. And you may be waiting only just for a short time. But it seems like the other person is making you wait for an eternity because you're just sitting there waiting. It's really not that long. But have you noticed that God does not describe the kingdom of heaven as a convenience store or as a, a vending machine? I've heard it, you know, this, God's not a vending machine. Uh, it's not just a science project. It's not just get the ingredients together and and you'll see this uh, result that comes from a science project. I think we tend to treat the things of God as that, as a formula or maybe a math equation, but that is not how it works. We are in a relationship with him. See, the kingdom principle that is always at work is the law of sowing and reaping. This is why patience, patience is such a key ingredient. If you think of a farmer, he he plants a crop. He doesn't go just dig up the seed the next day after he's planted it. He allows it to work according to the time frame of sowing and reaping. If he would dig up the seed every day, he would look at it and he would stick it back in the ground. It would never have time to actually germinate. So there is a time component in the seed time and harvest. Remember, again, I mentioned this earlier here, but love is the power that holds all of this together. So that's why it's the first fruit of the Spirit. But you, you can't have a relationship with God without love. So if you go back and listen to some of these messages, you'll hear about the relationship that God wants to have with us. And I want to read in 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 7. And that's just to remind us, some of the components of love. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Did you notice this is really describing patience? It's talking about love is waiting and waiting. What's the component? If it wasn't for love, actual, if you just think of patience and just taking time, time alone is not enough. But enduring all things, hoping all things, believing all things, love is a key component to patience. There are many things that we miss because we're just not willing to wait on the Lord for them or wait on the, the, the time frame of sowing and reaping. But remember earlier, just now, I just quoted, through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. 
patience and waiting on the Lord are mentioned many times in the Bible, but if I'm honest, I probably kind of skip over that because I don't want to wait or I don't want to talk about or think about having to wait. I just want to get to the result. But the key here is recognizing that we have already been given everything that we need for life and godliness. That is a a component of this that you have to understand. We have already been given everything. In 2 Peter 1.3 it says, As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. This means that all of the fruits of the Spirit have been put into our born-again spirits if we have received the free gift of what Jesus did on the cross. Only those who are expecting from God will truly wait on him. It's, it's like if you know that you've already been given something, then you, you have to understand the, uh, the way that it manifests. In fact, I, I have an idea. Um, I want to read... I'm going to read Psalm 62, verses 5 through 8, and then I want to talk about expecting. Listen to how David describes this. He says, My soul, wait silently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. That was David. Now David had, he had to wait a long time to see the, the, the fulfillment of the words that had been spoken over him. But what I was thinking there is when, when a woman becomes pregnant, we say that she is expecting. And David says here, expect, your expectation. So she's expecting, but she's still waiting. She, she has to wait for nine months before giving birth. It would actually be really kind of weird if she would give birth the next day after getting pregnant. It's like if she would get pregnant and just, boom, give birth, it wouldn't be right. There has to be a, a, a maturing process. So in the same way, we can trust in the promises of God and be expecting expecting to receive in the natural what we have visualized in the spirit. Many times God will use our imagination and our dreams to help us to, to see. We need to see it in our hearts. It's, it's when we have not yet seen the results, and I mean with the eyes of our heart. We, we don't see the results of the promises in our natural circumstances then. It, it's like the two go hand in hand. If you don't see it in your heart, you won't see it in the natural. But our faith and our trust, that's when, that's when it's put to the test. And there's combinations of things that, you know, mixing the word with faith, by faith and patience. This is why it's relationship. It's not just, you know, you have a, a, a test tube and you put the right ingredients in. You have to have relationship with God. So last time uh, I read in... James 1, 3-4, that the testing of your faith produces patience. And it says, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Do you understand the goal is that you lack nothing, that you may be perfect and complete. That's God's will for you. What does it mean then to let patience have its perfect work? 
It means to let it go full term, kind of like a pregnancy. And then you are mature and whole and lacking nothing. It, you have to be able to receive, just like a woman has to be able to receive the baby and, and ready for it, so we have to be ready to receive the promises. Many times we want to just grow in our faith, but we're not willing to go through that testing process. Now, I know I've talked about this before, but I'm going to say it again. God never brings us sickness or poverty or any other curse in order to test us. God does not curse his children in order to test them. Our faith is tested when God gives us a word to step out in faith and believe him for something. Our faith is tested when the natural or logical thing would be to protect ourselves or to respond in fear. Most of the situations that Satan brings our way or that are a result of living in a world cursed by sin are specifically sent from the enemy or from the, the, the world of sin to challenge our trust of God and his word. But God does not bring those things to us. When a test, when a trial comes our way, God says, here's my word. And our test is, do I believe his word to get me out of that trial, to, to be the answer, to be victorious and an overcomer? So I want you to, uh, <clears throat> if you have your Bible and want to look, I'm going to read 2 Peter 1, verses 5 through 8. Listen to what he says here. 2 Peter 1, 5. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, this is a progression. It's a maturing. And he says, if these things are yours and abound, you will not be barren. You will not be unfruitful. You will have the fruits of the Spirit manifesting in your life. It's not just by trying to wait that you, you grow patience. It's not just by a, a situation where your patience is tested. You had to wait. That's not what actually grows your patience. Because the patience is supernatural. It comes from the Spirit. This is why it's such, this is such an encouraging message that when we allow God to mature us and to take the time to, to add these things to, to our, um, our heart, to our soul. Actually, this is the improving of our soul. <laughs> that we're adding to our faith virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, temperance, temperance, you know, patience, patience, godliness, all those things. We're adding to it and maturing and growing patience and all of the, fruit of the fruits of the Spirit become evident in our lives. And then, when we meet with people, people see us on the street, they are able to see Jesus. So, I want to encourage you, learn to hold on to the promises of God. Don't let go until it is in your hand. Know that his promises are true. I'd like to maybe compare faith to fishing. When, when you believe you received is when you kind of hook the fish. But it, not when you get it in the boat. It's different. So you, you've hooked the fish. You believe that you've received it. And you're, you're bringing it in. But it's not in the boat yet. 
And the bigger the fish, the harder it fights and the longer it takes. So when you're fishing, you say, I, I, I've got this fish on the line. It takes patience to get a big fish in the boat. I have some examples of some big fish, big words that the Lord has told me about. And he's shown me some things that I have not yet seen manifested. I have not landed them in the boat. Many times we miss the promises of God because we place a self-imposed timeline or deadline on it. And we say, well, it has to happen by here, by this time. And we just, maybe we cut the line and we let go of the fish. I've gotten frustrated at times with words like that when I haven't seen them manifest quickly for me. But God has spoken to me later on. He said, you were doing just fine in faith until you let a little clock or you know, calendar convince you to let go of my promise for you. It's not too late. Get back in faith, pick the promise back up, and, and add patience to it. Get your eyes off of the time frame, and you will receive the promise. Too many Christians quit too easy. Whenever you embrace a revelation or receive vision for your life and, or your ministry or something, don't be surprised when you face discouragement from the enemy. It's up to us to let patience have its perfect work. Don't let go because of dis- disappointment or delay. Satan can't stop us, but he will attempt to hinder us by kind of cutting in front of us with circumstances that are intended to delay or distract us from God's promises. Satan is after the word, so don't let go of the word. Let patience work for you. In 2 Corinthians 6, verses 8 and 9, it says, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. This was Paul saying, There are things happening, but I'm not discouraged. I'm going to hold to the word that I have. Paul is saying, We're not allowing ourselves to become disturbed or to lose any sleep over those attacks. We, we haven't allowed the persecution to affect our faith or our trust in God. So what an awesome and kingdom perspective on Satan's efforts to hinder us. It's, it's not effective if we don't let it be. In 2 Corinthians 2.14, Paul says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us to triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. There's not one time that the devil comes against you that God doesn't give you the ability to win. If Satan hinders you, don't quit. Don't say, I've tried this faith stuff and and it doesn't work for me. Just because the devil gets in an attack or two, or he hinders you somehow, that does not mean you are defeated. Let patience work and you will always triumph in Christ. This is where guarding your heart that I spoke about recently is so important. Be sure that your heart remains at rest in him and that you are full of love and joy and peace. Allowing the fruit of the Spirit to manifest in our lives begins by acknowledging that we already possess all of the fullness of the Spirit of God in our spirits if we have accepted what Jesus did on the cross as the payment for that free gift. This allows our hearts to be at rest knowing that we don't need to struggle to get what we've already gotten. God's highest purpose for us as believers is to make us like Jesus completely like Jesus. Believe in God's word deeper than simply choosing in your brain to try to believe it. True faith and trust happens in a heart that is at rest in God's goodness and in his promises to you. Allow joy to bubble up in your heart and worship him with true abandonment in his presence. This 
freedom from being controlled by your circumstances will actually work to change your circumstances, to make them line up with God's word. Be free to not be controlled by them. And the, the faith and patience in your heart will be changing them to line up. By the combination of faith and patience, you will inherit the promises. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God bless you.